Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You got problems that you ought to be concerned with. Hoo-ah. You don't know how you're supposed to earn it or what to do with it or how to keep it. You're a freak with a dark, shameful secret. But you're not the only one. Get your hidden financial fears with a blast of sun. Gabe S. Done. Hello and welcome to Bad With Money, a show about finances and feelings where we don't talk down to you. I'm Gabe S. Dunn. I'm your host. Hello, hello. If you want to write into the show, you can do so at GabeIsBadWithMoney at gmail.com. Also leave me a voice memo, which we'll hear one today. Pretty exciting. Also, you can follow me at Gabe S. Dunn on Instagram and at BWM Pod on Instagram. Thank you so much for all the stuff you guys have been writing in. I'm really excited. We have a lot of emails, so I'm trying to space them out to make sure that we get like full mailbag episodes, but also, you know, you guys have time to write in and hopefully your emails don't get kicked down the curb, but please write in, please write in because I I love hearing from you guys. And even if you think it's like a silly thing to write in about or, you know, a silly question, whatever it is, like, Please do it. I really love hearing from you guys. I especially love voice memos. So this is an email from Germany. Again, this is our second email in two weeks from Germany. Hey, Gabe. First things first, love the show. I always listen to it while doing my skincare or getting ready in the morning. So thanks for the company so I do not have to hear my own thoughts. Truly, this is why I listen to podcasts. 100% hear you on this. Okay. Please make this anonymous pronoun she, her. I am from Germany and I work as a product designer. So I design apps and services around those products for tech companies. In this industry, it is super common to get a take-home test or challenge with job interviews. Often there is a first interview with HR and then before actually talking to the hiring team, you get some tasks to work on, which is stupid and shows how self-centered these companies are. Dude, you need to convince me too. After one HR interview, I am not motivated to spend my free time working on some challenge before I even meet the potential team and learn more about the job. I find it hugely stressful to do this shit while working full time. I'm a sensitive gal. I need my downtime. Leave me alone. I dropped out of hiring processes for this reason. One company wanted me to design a user interface for a fictional coffee machine, for example. I made one Google slide and then decided fuck no and took another job offer. For a fictional coffee machine? Jesus Christ. Usually those challenges are also time boxed. They will tell you, do not spend more than eight hours on it. We do not want to stress you. And then she made like a bunch of sarcastic smiley faces. But of course you want to do well and it feels shitty to present something half-baked. So usually people will invest much more time. Luckily, companies at least start to shift to those fictional products that have nothing to do with their own product because there is more and more consensus that it is unethical to ask candidates for free labor, essentially. And I am lucky enough that the market is on my side at the moment and I can afford to drop out of such hiring processes and go for other companies. 
When I was a student, I had to participate in the nightmare of a quote-unquote experience day. The idea is that you work there for a day on some challenge and present it at the end of the day, and you get to experience the company and they get to experience you. For an unpaid internship, I found it overkill to spend a day there. Also, the challenge I worked on was exactly related to their product and current projects. But at the time, I did not have the choice, so I did it, and I am glad I did it because this internship really helped me in my career. But I'm still a bit sour about that experience day. Years later, they wanted to hire me full-time and asked me again to come in for an experience day again. And again, I declined. I did not want the job bad enough to go for that. A Wiedersehen. When I interviewed for my current job, I did not have to do some fictional project. I had to do a live in challenge where they presented me with a product, booking.com, and I had to critique the interface and think about aspects of it that I would change and why. It felt super stressful, but I hugely preferred this to spending time on a design challenge. Now, when we discuss the hiring process for new people, I advocate for finding other ways to assess them than the design challenges, aka homework, because I know we will lose good candidates and it sucks for everyone involved. Unfortunately, the rest of the team has a different opinion and we still give out design challenges. I understand that you want to see the skills of a person applied. As a designer, you always have to present your portfolio with case studies of previous projects. This is also a huge workload to create those case studies. And it's often hard to tell what part of the project was really done by the person because such projects are always a team effort. But still, by discussing those case studies, getting references from previous employers, etc., I find you get enough information about a person without burdening them with homework. All the best and many greetings from Germany. And then something in German that I have no idea what it says. Liebe Grube, which I think means heart, heart something, heart you. I'm going to look it up. Best regards. Okay. Well, I was wrong. But Liebe does mean heart, doesn't it? Anyway. Wow. Thanks for writing in. Germany really taking over here. I think just by getting past employer Rex and also asking them about what they worked on is probably good enough. But I don't know. I, we should have my boyfriend on to talk about this, maybe if he wants to, because he had a different opinion. And he wrote it actually in the Discord. He wrote his opinion because he's a member of the Discord, which he joined after we started dating. <laughs> so I'll ask him if I can read it maybe on the show. Have you been using Mint to manage your finances? First, the bad news. Mint is shutting down. Now, good news. There's a better alternative. Monarch Money. Mint users are turning to Monarch Money and loving it. That's right, I use Mint and now I'm using Monarch Money. It is very stressful, confusing, and time-consuming to manage my finances. I've tried other finance apps, they don't really work. Like, you know, I was very committed to Mint and then I was uh, deeply sad when Mint went away. But now I have tried Monarch. It's so easy to use with powerful features, collaboration tools, intuitive design, personalization, constant product improvements. I mean, I really value a company that is proactively looking at how to make finances easier. Did you know that money issues are a leading cause of divorce? Monarch, the top rated personal finance app, also has built-in collaboration features so that you can invite your partner at no extra cost. Can you imagine being able to have a budget app with your partner? That is wild. You can see all your finances. You can collaborate on your budget. You can get insights on your cash flow and reoccurring transactions. It's a very easy way to manage a household's finances. Monarch is the top rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com badmoney. Unlike other personal finance apps, Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to set up, customize, and use. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all your tags and categories. 
Monarch is the most customizable budget app. Change the layout of your dashboard, toggle between light and dark mode, create custom budgets and notifications, set up automatic rules for transactions and notifications and more. We will never sell your data to third parties or show you ads. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash badmoney. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y slash badmoney for your extended 30-day free trial. Your business was humming, but now you're falling behind. Teams buried in manual work, taking forever to close the books. Getting one source of truth is like pulling teeth. If this is you, you should know these numbers. 37,025-1. 37,000. That's the number of businesses which have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, streamlining accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and more. 25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less, close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. One, because your business is one of a kind. So you get a customized solution for all of your KPIs, key performance indicators, in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. Everything you need to grow, all in one place. If you have all the information about your business in one place, you can make way better decisions. And this is an unprecedented offer, meaning this is totally worth your time. As someone who runs a business, having all of this together in order to close my books, that would be invaluable. It's a time saver. It's literally the biggest time saver. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com slash badwithmoney. That's netsuite.com slash badwithmoney to get your own KPI checklist. netsuite.com slash badwithmoney. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the finance world, helping you make smarter decisions with your money. The nerds have helped me get smarter about things like managing finances with a partner without causing a breakup. We all know about that in my life and how hard that's been for me and also my listeners. You guys hear them talking about it on the mailbags. It is hard to manage finances with a partner. Putting away money for retirement, since I'm not going to be doing this podcast forever. Sorry, I guess I could, but retirement is huge for me. I am deeply focused on it right now and planning for my tax bills so I don't dread April every year. Taxes are a doozy and it's always changing. How do you know what to do? Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. Okay, this is an email from Frank's friend Keo. If you remember, Frank is the person who wrote in and said someone recommended this podcast on a first date. Well, guess what? The person who recommended it heard it, presumably because he listens to the podcast and he wrote in. Hi, Gabe. I was wondering when somebody I recommended this podcast to would write in. I've been a long time fan, but have never written in. It's long overdue for reasons that will become obvious. Voice memo attached. Sincerely, Keo. Hello, Gabe. I hope you're having a fantastic day. My name is Keo. I am the friend slash partner of Frank, the person whose email you read recently on the most recent mailbag. I want you to know that that was pretty surreal. And I did not read the description for that episode before I listened to it. So it really hit me out of left field. 
So thank you for a wild ride. That said, the rabbit hole goes a little deeper. Part of the reason I have become a cheerleader and a little PR person for you in the background is because we actually know each other, Gabe. <laughs> At least we did know each other, if you remember. Back in 2010-ish, we shared a couple of improv classes under Scott. I even remember trying to find some interviews for you for your interview project. I like to keep tabs on the people that I meet through my life and just kind of see how they're doing and support them when I can. And in 2018, I was uh, in the midst of uh, building a tiny house on wheels and I had a lot of time to myself while I was uh, building it. And I saw you had a podcast and I promptly binged it and became a day of listener ever since. Not only have you given me amazing information to improve my life in a number of ways, you have also helped me embrace a lot of who I am. Since I've embraced my queerness, I have made a lot of queer friends and I tell every single one of them about this podcast when money comes up. I also tell anybody else I meet <laughs> when money comes up, but I really push it on the people in that community. I'm always happy to see when things are happening with you and I absolutely love the podcast. Please keep it up. Feel free to reach out if you ever want to chat and catch up. Anyway, best of luck and I hope this year brings balance. Cheers. Oh my God. Okay, so you were going by a different first name, I think, but I'm not sure actually. But okay, so I just looked at my email and last time we talked was 10 years ago, 2013. Holy shit. Hello. I totally remember you. Oh my God. Wow. Reach out again. Hello. That's amazing. Thank you so much. I, I, that's so unbelievable and so sweet. And yes, I, I looked in my email and I completely remember you. <laughs> if you want to see the shock that just went across my face, you can subscribe at patreon.com slash Gabe S. Dunn, where we post videos of these mailbags. Yeah, I was taken aback. Wow. So that'll be fun for any of you guys. You want to see what I looked like while listening to that. Okay. I'm smiling so big right now. Okay. <sighs> this is an email from Jamie. Hi, Gabe. I'm Jamie. longtime listener, first-time emailer. I've been a hiring manager a few times, so wanted to write in with a different perspective on assignments during the job search. The listener who wrote in is totally correct that there are unfortunately many companies that have taken these assignments to the extreme, asking for excessive amounts of unpaid time from applicants or quick turnarounds. Others will use work that is produced for profit without paying or hiring the applicant who produced it. However, when done right, I believe these can be an ethical and important part of the hiring process. As we all know, anyone can lie on a resume and say they have skills they don't. As a hiring manager, it's difficult to tell who is just saying they have experience in a software and are really excellent in working with others just from a resume. A test or assignment in the process gives applicants the opportunity to really show their skills and means hiring managers can feel more confident that they are hiring someone who will actually do well in the job. I'll give you an example of a hiring assignment I participated in and why it felt ethical and useful. I was presented with a fictional potential client who had a question about a product. I was given enough information about the product so I didn't have to spend time researching it and tasked to write an email back to the client answering their question. It took me maybe an hour and they gave me a few days to complete it. And because this was a fake situation, it was unlikely they could have actually used my work for their own profit. However, this was very similar to the work I would do in the job, so I was able to gain a better understanding of what the work would entail, which helped me understand whether I wanted to proceed in the hiring process. 
I was also able to demonstrate my writing skills, my ability to explain complex info, and my ability to empathize with clients, all things that would be difficult to demonstrate in a resume or interview. I hope this gives a bit of insight into why hiring managers might ask for work. Like I said, not ethical under every circumstance, but if a hiring manager is not asking too much of your time or work and you're interested in the role, I think they're generally worth doing. Thanks, Jamie. Wow, another perspective. Please write in what you think of Jamie or what you think of everybody who has written in about this topic. It was a hot button issue for you guys. I think my partner would say a similar thing, but... I don't want to quote him. I don't want to quote him, but maybe we'll have him explain or I'll read his. I'll ask him if next time I can read what he wrote in the discord. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Okay, this is an email from Lavinia. Hi, Gabe. I just listened to the mailbag episode where you mentioned tech interviews and the take-home assignments are extremely common. Usually it's a problem they've made up, not something they're working on, and all interviewees get the same problem. Often they'll use the same problem for many years, so they aren't as scammy as they sound, but it is quite a time investment. The typical software engineer interview process goes something like this. One, 15 to 30 minute phone call with a recruiter or hiring manager. Two, either an hour-long remote technical interview where you write code in front of people over video or a take-home assignment that could take a few days. Usually they'll ask you to spend at most five hours on it. Three, if you did a take-home, sometimes there is an additional technical interview to discuss the take-home or talk about a high-level systems design problem. Four, 30 to 60-minute non-technical interview. Five, the on-site, often done remotely now due to COVID, where you spend five to eight hours doing various interviews with different people. 
This is where the whiteboarding interviews happen. Usually there are multiple technical interviews, a culture interview, and a manager interview on this day. Sometimes they do have you write real code with one of their devs on this day, but that's less common, especially now with most things being over video. If it takes place at the office, they feed you lunch. Six, offer, question mark, question mark, question mark. Sometimes different companies will use nearly identical technical challenges, though. So if you're lucky, you can occasionally reuse something you wrote in multiple interviews. Love the show, Lavinia. Okay, that sounds nuts. Am I the only one that that sounds nuts to? When I was interviewing for jobs, which were writing jobs, I guess they could see my writing. I could lie and say I wrote this thing, but they would be able to read what I wrote, like published and know if they wanted to hire me. But at the same time, I guess, I guess an editor could have completely fixed what I wrote and maybe they wouldn't have any idea of how much I had to work with editors. What really stuck out to me about this was the culture interview, which what does that mean? Where they see if you fit into the company culture. That sounds that sounds a lot like directors being like, I just want to work with people like me. And then it's just some white guy in a baseball cap. What's a culture interview? I don't like it. Okay, this is something that I was reading about on Reddit that is called the trillion dollar coin. If anyone's heard about this, please write in about it because I was really fascinated and I went down a rabbit hole. So there's something called the trillion dollar coin. And then this person answered it. Ace King offsuit answered, by law, the U.S. is only allowed to borrow so much money to fund the government. Once the limit is reached, the government can no longer effectively pay for some things, including our debts. This is the debt ceiling. Congress has to agree to raise the ceiling before the government can borrow more money. Congress has yet always raised the ceiling before it has been reached, but there's always the chance that Congress cannot come to an agreement. The trillion dollar coin is an idea based on the fact that the government can print more money. If implemented, the government would print a single coin or bill valued at some massive amount and then use that to pay off some of the government's debts. Due to inflationary and other concerns, there's a lot of debate about whether this can or should be done. And then Ansu's 07 wrote, To be more specific, it's based on a loophole in federal law. Congress granted the Mint the right to produce commemorative coinage of any denomination they saw fit, but only out of platinum. The idea was to give the Mint the ability to create those commemorative coins people love to collect without Congress having to reauthorize it time and time again. All other notes and coins have limits, both in denomination and amount, but these platinum commemorative coins do not. Okay, so then I went down a rabbit hole where I was like, I'm sorry, a commemorative coin made out of platinum that they can just say is worth a trillion dollars. They print one and then they're used to pay off all the debts. A trillion dollar coin. Money is so fucking made up like money's made up. If you can print a trillion dollar coin, print a bunch of them and give them to everyone. Rain them down on everybody in little bundles from drones. That's wild. If you know more about the trillion dollar coin, I would love to hear about it because this is my first time hearing about this. And I like everything is made up. All of our systems are made up. Money is made up. Isn't that nuts? I I just couldn't stop reading about it. And it makes me so sad and mad. <laughs> oh, my God. And and then people can just vote to raise the debt ceiling or or not. And then we, the government can pay it off with a trill. Again, the words trillion dollar coin. Anyway, okay, I'm going to read two new Apple reviews. One is five stars from your mom called. Always a good laugh. I always learn something from Gabe and have a good laugh. Hey, thanks. And then this is from a barista. Five stars. Guess who's back? 
Gabe is back, back again. So excited for the new season. Hey, thank you so much, guys. If you want to leave an Apple review, you can leave it for us. Please leave five-star review. It doesn't have to be long. You can even just write like, this show is hot or whatever. You can follow me at Gabe S. Dunn or at BWM Pod on Instagram. You can also join the Discord, which the link will be in the description below. And you can become a patron at patreon.com slash Gabe S. Dunn. Shout out to our brand new patrons, Laurel and Sam. Thank you so much for being a patron. I will shout you out. You can also watch videos of all of our mailbags on Patreon. Again, patreon.com slash Gabe S. Dunn. Thank you, everyone, for writing in. You can leave a voice memo also if you want to at GabeIsBadWithMoney at gmail.com. I will see you guys next week on Tuesday for a brand new episode. Have a great Friday. Bad With Money with Gabe Shane Dunn is a production of Noted Bisexual. Produced by Melissa D. Montz and Diamond M. Print Productions. Edited by Diane King. Post-production sound by Coco Lorenz. And music by Mike Kaplan, Zach Sherwin, and Jack Dolgen, as sung by Sam Barbera. Thank you. Love you. Bye. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.